You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon. And this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Welcome back to another episode of Habs Nightly, folks. It sounds a little rushed. If you hear a little bit of speed in our voices, it's because we are uh, with within 40, 50 minutes of the Stanley Cup finals, final starting. Uh, with me today, we have on-site Mason. What is up, bud? <laughs> <laughs> Currently not on-site. I'm off-site. I've, I've got some nicotine laced into my voice right now due to my uh, chain smoking partner at work, but I'm happy to be here and happy to be what, like an hour away from watching Stanley cup hockey. Oh, uh, so, I mean, honestly, last year, you know, we, there was the greatest for the Habs community um, as far as like going into it. Uh, but honestly for hockey in general, this might be uh, the best since a hot minute. So this one is uh, very integral, very big. The odds are against uh, Tampa Bay, which I no, think is not. crazy. No, they're uh, not. Well, on the on DraftKings, I don't we'll care what I don't care what the sports books. We'll say. get we'll get into DraftKings in a little bit, but we do have one bit of Canadians news to talk about. Don't know if you saw this today, but the Canadians agree to a one year deal with Otto Leskinen. Um, he's got a standard. Um, $750,000 contract uh, that goes down uh, 300000 if he goes to the AHL. Um, a little crazy people on Twitter, a little uh, confused considering uh, I believe we're pretty stout on left-handed defensemen, but this could be – what was that? It's just a depth signing AHL that's, guy. That's what I thought. That's what I thought too. I think it's further proof that you do not scroll through your Twitter feed enough because there is actually some big news in the Habs world today. Is it really? Fantastic. Well, I'm sorry. I wasn't like you. I wasn't on site, Mason. I was on on the field, out in the field, Corey, today. Out in the field, Corey. What does that mean? I was in a bunch of coolers <laughs> with no, uh, no reception. <laughs> like, oh. I have to download episodes or music before I get into the cooler. That way, they'll continue to play. Well... For anyone who's worked any sort of construction or fucking, you know, any landscaping or anything, you'll understand. I'm currently, I serve my new job. We're in a con, we're, we have a contract with the city. Corey, I'm sure you can appreciate this. Yeah. So it's a lot of half an hour to 25 minutes of backbreaking work. And then about 40 minutes of sitting in the truck saying, fuck it, the city's paying me. So yeah, but I've been scrolling. I've been scrolling the Twitter feed a lot the last couple of days, and <clears throat> it's come across that there's some Habs rumors. First and foremost, we think we touched on a little bit. There's rumors about the Habs maybe swooping in on the New Jersey Devils' second overall pick. Woo! Well, loop a loop. 
we've also heard rumors about Josh Anderson. Now we know it's all but confirmed that Kent Hughes turned down a 2022 first over or first round pick and Samuel Samuel Poulin from the Pittsburgh Penguins. For those of you unfamiliar with Samuel Poulin, he's a, a young defensive prospect, about mm-hmm. 20, 22. He's pretty good. I, I believe we talked about him. Yes. But to catch to catch us up even further, it's now been reported. Now, none of the big names have reported this, but a few minor hops beat writers have. Apparently, there are conversations going on. The rumor mill, rumor mill in Montreal is saying that there are talks between three teams. And the the uh, some of the assets in question are the second, the sixth overall pick. Josh Anderson and some prospects. Now the three teams are, if you don't know what the picks, if you don't know based on the picks, the Montreal Canadiens, the New Jersey Devils, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So the only thing I, there's a lot to speculate here. And obviously these are just negotiations. We don't know what's going on. They could be done. Nothing could come of this, but I find it very interesting because we know that, Kent Hughes has fielded a lot of calls from Josh Anderson and we've heard what he's turning down. So it would make sense if the Montreal and Canadians were say looking at Columbus's sixth overall pick. Mm -hmm. And I can assume, I think one can assume that Columbus probably wants to move up in this draft. Um, So you think Columbus is going to grab Josh Anderson back? No, I think the devils are going to grab Josh Anderson. Hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, I just think okay. it's a perfect okay. storm. Now, three-way, three-way trades are almost impossible to facilitate, and they often fall through, and none of this is concrete. But, you know, what we can take from this is that – We're grabbing the big fella. Montreal is listening, and Montreal is active, and they're trying to acquire more picks. They're trying to improve constantly. And Ken Hughes, I think, is going to – it may not be this that he delivers, but I think we're going to have something delivered to us on or before draft day in terms of a trade. Wow. Uh, makes me a little nervous, though. Uh, something like that, getting a second overall, could be losing uh, a very stout prospect. Um, I don't think Montreal would trade for the second roll. I think they want it, but I don't think they'd pay the price for it. Mm-hmm. I've heard that the price would start with a Suzuki, a Caulfield or Romanov and Montreal doesn't want to part with either of those. Any three, those are the, basically the three untouchables on that house right. roster. Um, so yeah, I think the sixth overall selection makes more sense. And you look at the players that are available here. Now we've spoken about there, there doesn't appear to be, you know, there very well could be, but there doesn't appear to be a generational talent in this draft. However, the top end of this draft is very deep. Now your top five is looking like top three looks pretty set in stone. Shane Wright, Logan Cooley, Slavkovsky in no particular order, right? Mm-hmm. Your top five is a little Simon Namich, David Yurichek, Matthew Savoie, um, Frank Nazar, uh, Cutter Gautier. There are a bunch of guys. If Montreal goes six, they could draft any one of those guys, right? And I think 
any one of those guys is a, a talent that's worthy of going in the top five of this draft. So picking up the sixth overall selection or even a top 10 pick in this draft would be just a huge victory for Montreal. Hell yeah. No, absolutely. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just sent you something uh, on Twitter. Um, no, any, even, even like, if, even if it's like right outside the top five, you're still getting like a top five talent, like one, one to 10 can still be considered a top five talent. There's, there's so many variables. Like there's so many people that act that slip or, or were just overlooked just a bit. And then they just turn out that much better. It's, 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 you know, it's just a call in the air and any, any, if, if we walk away with two in the top 10, that's fantastic. One and it could be one in 10 and we'd still have like a, one of the best outcomes. I think you're going to see, especially just the way this draft is made. And we'll, we'll have to do an in-depth. We'll do like an hour long special where we go through um, basically what I project to be the top 20. I've started on a list. I'm actually working on a project for this podcast. It feels like it's been forever. I worked on anything other than work or school, but it's on the go. So we'll get that going. But what, you know, we'll be revealed to later when we talk about that. What I can say now is that there are a lot of players that are going to fall in this draft class because it's so deep and Mm -hmm. players that are exceptional but have a quirk are going to be overlooked for players that, you know, are pretty similar because it's deep. You know what I mean? And yeah. don't have a, um, for fuck, what's his name? Of course the name, uh, totally evades me now. Um, but even a guy like Brad Lambert, who was projected to projected to go second overall for the last two years, you know, he's a phenomenal player, but I think he's going to fall. I really do. And because there are players who just have more, um, have done more this season, right? Yeah. And I think Montreal could definitely cap. I think one t- a team is definitely going to capitalize that on that. And I think Montreal could definitely be the team to do so. Hell yeah. Um, our buddy uh, FN Vini uh, just changed his shit to uh... – He's trying to troll uh, the Twitterverse. Uh, he changed his shit to Columbus, and he just posted uh, Josh Sanderson for the sixth overall confirmed. And uh, the likes, <laughs> are, the likes are fucking going ballistic right now. Um, but yeah, dude. Also, no. sorry, I remembered the name. Mm-hmm. Lane Hudson of the U.S. National Development Program, thirty-two points, twenty-seven games, one of the best offensive defensemen in this draft. Also five foot nine. And I think that's a player who is going to be drafted lower because of mm-hmm. his height. His anyway. height size. But especially in a draft like this, where you have defensemen like Kevin Korchinski, Dayton Matejchuk, um the other the the Russian. Uh there's a couple the Russian. Outside, of, outside of Simon Nemich and David Jerichek, for indisputably the top two. There are other good offensive options lane hudson's going to be a guy who falls and if you have a pick you know in the 20s or in the Mm teens, late teens you're going to capitalize on that absolutely um well man 
Oh. Well, man. But <laughs> sorry, I guess what we can add to that is, what do you think? <laughs> I guess after going through all that, what are your thoughts about um, Montreal potentially? Because I think it seems pretty likely as much as you want. You like Josh Anderson. I know we, we're not super fans, but we do. And we, I, we both agree that he brings value to this team and that he most importantly, he wants to be here. But I think it's, you know, I don't want to say brutally ob- obvious, but let's be honest with ourselves. That's a contract and a player that's probably going to get moved within the year mm-hmm. may not be now may not be at the draft so what do you think about a potential josh anderson to move up in the this year's draft it's not the worst it's something that me and you as a podcast has talked about that his tenure he you his tenure here would not outlast his contract um we kind of knew that this was just a stepping stone for us to, to get something that was more for the future of this team. And, and I love that, you know, he, he wants to be here, uh, loves playing here, all of that jazz, like him as a player. Um, But I don't mind it because I just have a lot of trust in uh, Jeff Hughes and uh, uh, I'm sorry, (laughs) Jeff Hughes, (laughs) Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes. Uh, and I think that they'll they'll figure something out that'll work towards bettering us as a unit. And um, I think honestly, after I accepted it last year that he wasn't going to be around that long, I never really uh, like it wouldn't shock me. Like it just it it isn't something that like if he moved on, I'd be like devastated. Like I've already accepted it. Um, and then Jeff Gordon's made some pretty some pretty fire trades in in the past. Um, I don't, I mean, he helped build the Bruins, uh, Stanley cup team, uh, look at the Rangers right now. Um, I can't imagine him finessing and figuring out something that works great, um, for, for, uh, Josh Anderson. I'm sorry. Um, I was just kind of scouring some of these, some of these trades, but, uh, yeah, dude, I'm all for it. Will he be missed by me? Yes, personally. Love him. Love him as a player. Uh, can't pass worth a fuck, but I love I love the energy he brings. Um, and then the nights that he does score, you, you might as well go put a fucking prop bet and see if uh, – he's going to score twice. He, he, it's something about <laughs> him. He's just going to be – he's a game changer on nights when he fucking scores. Uh, and he can bring that to any fucking team. He did it with Columbus. Uh, I think well, that what? his value is going to be high. And they're going to find something perfect for us. I, I was having this discussion today, actually, with a friend of the podcast and a guest we need to get back on, Ryan Prout of Rabbit Habs. And we were talking about it. And he, he said genuinely, he tweeted out, what, what, do you kind of, what do you think the trade value is? Like, what would you give up? for Josh Anderson. And my point is kind of this, and I I was speaking about this with him. We had a good back and forth. Mm -hmm. Whether if you value Josh Anderson, you love him and you think he's a great player, you, you know, you're going to value him highly. If you don't like Josh Anderson as a player, you should at least recognize that a player like Josh Anderson, because I know a lot of fans don't like him, but regardless players Josh Anderson holds a lot of value among NHL GMs and the NHL circles and the NHL community. Okay. 
So regardless of if you like him or not, I see people saying, oh, trade him for a seventh. You're an idiot. You're stupid. Because whether you like the way he plays or not, he has value. And enough value for a team to offer a first and a prospect and get turned away at the trade deadline. Okay? I think Montreal should expect at least a first and a prospect now. Uh, If you're on both ends of that spectrum, that's what you should be expecting when you trade. As a fan, I mean, that like if that's what you get, you should be happy on both ends of the spectrum. Because, like you said, you know, when he scores, he scores big goals, he scores twice, he'll have great games. I'm a big believer that Josh Anderson does hold value. I think some people overvalue his grittiness and his toughness and his size and his skating ability, because you're right. He can't pass for shit. He doesn't have the greatest hockey IQ. He's injured a lot and he's inconsistent, but I will also say Josh Anderson has a lot of tools and we speak about this a lot with prospects and guys like Roman up. We'll want to get into a get about uh, maybe next episode. Josh Anderson has all the tools to succeed in the NHL. And I think it's a lot easier to develop hockey IQ and learn how to play the game at a more proficient level than it is to develop tools when you're in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. It's, not the, it's not the National Development League. It's the National Hockey League. If you have skill, you can learn how to use that skill. And for house fans who are hating on Josh Anderson – or even for a team that might acquire him, I would assume they look at the same thing. I really do believe Josh Anderson is Chris, Chris Kreider light. And you look what Chris Kreider was doing two, three years ago. They have very similar skill set. Kreider's not a passer. Also, keep in mind how hard this is for me to say because that is my <laughs> least favorite player in all of hockey. But the guy scored 51 fucking goals this year. He put it together at eight at 31. Josh Anderson is 20, 28, 28, right? Yeah. Josh Anderson is 28 years old under a new, finally has a coach that seems to be working on development. The guy played under Tortorella for most of his, most of his career. Tortorella was, you know, he's a successful coach. He's probably going to go in the hockey hall of fame. Mm Mm-hmm notoriously bad with young guys okay (laughs) so i really do believe josh anderson is is a guy that i'm not saying he will put it together josh and josh anderson very well may be who he is and that's fine because he still provides value but when you have a guy with a tool set that he does i think it's also a guy that can expand his value so i don't think it's unreasonable for habs fans to say look like that we demand a first and a prospect or we demand an A-level prospect and a lower pick because Josh Anderson is a guy legitimately who, if he puts it together, that contract is a steal. So in saying all that, I know it's a really long-winded way to get to it. I really hope Kent Hughes finds a way to extract that value as best he can, whether that be, invest one more year into him see how he's doing and if he if he's playing really well this season and you see him as a part of your future you keep him 
or you sell him at the trade deadline because he's playing so well and he's inflated his value, or if you determine that Josh Anderson's value has peaked and you trade him now at the draft, I think if you really look at Montreal right now, outside of the three untouchables, Josh Anderson may be our biggest asset right now going into the draft day. No, I think you're right. Uh, There's an explosiveness with his game that is going to catch eyes on a lot of teams. Um, He's fun to watch. And if he's utilized right, I mean, great things can happen with him. Um, I was kind of just sitting back and looking at some of the the moves that Kent Hughes was a part of for, uh, for the Rangers. I mean, Easy, easily probably the best one uh, was that Mika Zibanejad uh, trade over for just – and they got a second-round pick out of it to send Derek Brassard in a seventh uh, to Ottawa. And you go up a little bit and you run into um, – I mean, shit, it didn't work out for Anthony De, uh, D'Angelo, but they moved Derek Stepan and Auntie Ranta freed up some shit to bring in – um, young D'Angelo in a first round pick that turned out to be uh, the seventh overall. You, I mean, you keep fucking scrolling. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, if we if we go for, far enough up, we're gonna run into uh, the Fox, the Fox deal. Uh, but you know, I know Ryan McDonough, JT Miller moves over, and a, he gets five five pieces of two players that they couldn't they couldn't afford anymore. Uh, he trades a, a first and a second round uh, to get Keandre Miller, which was, I mean, look look at him now. Um, there's 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 just a lot that I I don't know. I I'm just really looking forward to seeing what he's capable of, and just a couple of these, or just a few that I've that I've looked over. Um, I, I'm nothing but excited about it because the way I see it is Josh Anderson may not be everyone's cup of tea, but a couple of teams are going to be like, this is the guy we need. And I'm looking at what he's capable of pulling uh, to get what he wants out of a team, like the Adam Fox deal or pulling uh, Jacob Truba to, to, uh, to move uh, the signing rights of Neil Pionk and their 2019 first round pick, which was 20 over 20th overall. Uh I think it's fantastic. I think there's just an upside. Like, yeah, we're going to lose like a key member of this team, but in his. But it's not going to be this team in two years, right? Exactly. And what he's capable of pulling out, you know, this little like he's digging in weeds and pulling out like sizable, great diamonds or gems. I think this is big. I think he can, he can grab us something a lot better than what previous you know, previous guys could have. I just think he's got a – I mean, everyone's got an eye for it. I just like digging through his, you know, former trades and being like, God damn, he brought that there. Like, yeah, that, that's sure. intense. So, um looking forward to it. Just because we're, we're running low on time here, um, I want to uh, – I guess we'll just take this moment uh, in the worst transition I've had in a while – to uh, share a message from our friends at DraftKings. 
Absolutely. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs, now finals in sports. The new new customers can bet $5 on, it says any team, but obviously it's either the Avs or the fucking Lightning, to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's win or lose. You're looking to turn a small bet like me into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings same game parlays. You can do just that people. You can bet like fucking 10 cents. 10 cents is the, is the smallest you can fucking bet. But I mean, for a dollar, you can win some fire shit. Uh, All you got to do is create your own parlay by combining multiple bets. Like which team will win, how many goals will be scored and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. Common sense. I've been saying the same ad read for about three months now. Uh, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. That's the biggest factor in all of this. Y'all remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. It's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Um, I think this is the best time for people to get into uh, betting and gambling and this type of shit. You can bet basically nothing. Uh, if it ain't going to hurt your, if it ain't going to hurt your pocketbook, take a chance on it. Uh, I mean, a dollar can get you a hundred dollars on, on some of this. So, uh, that's the ad read Mason. That is absolutely beautiful. Um, <laughs> and I guess we're just going to end things off today because I think it'll be entertaining and we haven't really, we've talked about it, but I don't, I don't think we've had the time to fully get everything, but we, we know we're locked in now. We'll know by tomorrow how wrong or right we are. Well, look, let's, let's want to get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What's up? I just want to say, what is your prediction? Um, in the standing up final, I mean. In the final or game one? Final. Final. What do you think? Going in blind, no Going games Going in played. blind, no games played. My my fucking brain is telling me to go with the Avs. Uh, I just refuse to bet on Tampa Bay. But there's something in my gut that's just like it's going to be Tampa Bay. But I'm once again forcing that down for the fucking third year in a row, and I'm fucking putting all the chips back in to the, uh, you know, the up and comers, I guess, you know, the challengers I'm going with the, the avalanche. I think, uh, Kale McCarr is going to be the difference maker. I don't know. Somebody, somebody on that team is going to be, uh, a superstar by the end of this. Well, what, what, how many games, how many games, game seven, game, game seven. seven, game seven, first overtime, uh, in a game seven, <coughs> it's going to happen. This, this, is, this is a miracle type of uh, – this we're, we're about to be blessed. People of Earth that are watching this, this is going to be one of the greatest fucking Stanley Cups in history. You say that. And it, so – And it's a ball and burner, four games out. <laughs> so my heart, my heart says the abs. And it's so close. 
You know, I would have been willing to say abs in seven, okay? But today, a tragedy occurred for everyone in the state of Colorado. Oh, the biz nasty. Paul Biz Nasty predicted that the Colorado Avalanche will lose in seven. And I love that you knew where I was going with that. <laughs> and Biz the, the has mush, mush God. Every single, literally all of his predictions this postseason have been incorrect. So much so that he is bald because he had to shave the top of his head. <laughs> Due to a lost bet with Ryan Whitney, the savior of Canada, by the way. We're going to talk about that next episode. So, therefore, I have to say Tampa Bay in seven. Like, I, I just feel I just feel in my heart that you're right. But I just – dude, this is why this is why it's important to read the, the, the DraftKings stuff in the show notes, folks, because I won't bet – with my brain like i said previously i'm just contradicting myself i know not to bet against tampa but i will because i refuse <laughs> i refuse for this team to get any lock based off of me fair enough okay well but john cooper is fire i love john cooper so um i think that's gonna be it for today because i know both of us want to watch this game and I have to hop in a car to do so. So we'll have a longer episode. We'll have a longer episode for Monday. I'm off on the weekends now, so we'll have some time to record. And uh, we'll get, we'll get to talk about uh, two. There'll be two games that have been played. So we'll get to talk about that. We'll get to talk about some Hab stuff. We might, Corey, I don't know what your schedule is ahead of time. So we'll promise anything huge, but we might be in for a longer episode for you guys. Longer episode. Maybe uh, see if I can lock in a guest. Perfect. Well, give a little, give a little treat. If you want to uh, take him out, then Corey, I've got nothing left today. Mason, go punch out, head back to the yard. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, folks, thank y'all so much for listening. This has been Habs Nightly. I'm sorry it was a short one, but uh, I want to watch this game. Mason's got to drive 30 minutes to go watch this game. Uh, Thank y'all so much for listening. This has been Habs Nightly. Love y'all so much. We'll talk to y'all again on Monday. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.